American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You may start noticing there are strange tall boys of beer in the bottled water section of your local stores. Well, that's not beer. It's actually mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called liquid death. Why is this water called liquid death? Well, because it will brutally murder your thirst, and their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Those aluminum cans it comes in are recyclable and actually profitable for recycling facilities so they won't just end up in your local landfill like plastic bottles. Go get Liquid Death at your local Woodman's, 7-Eleven, Roundies, or Hy-Vee, or find Liquid Death re- retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com front slash film study. That's liquiddeath.com front slash film study. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. We're here for this week's By the Numbers with me and my co-host, Dan Reese. Dan, how are you doing? 
been doing great. Uh, love starting off with a win. That's, uh, you know, not the prettiest win, but still a win. So I'll take it. Yeah, sure thing. It's uh, wet football is a lot better than when you win. I than than not. I can tell you this was the Ravens don't play well in wet weather. Period. It's no fun to go to games in wet weather. It seems like the last few years have been extremely wet going to Ravens games, particularly at home, but uh, but in this case on the road. Uh, really depressed offense to a bit, and that's where I'll go with my first number, if you don't mind, which is six. The most plays the Ravens had on any drive Sunday was sixth place. So the offense was out-snapped 79-53, to a very un-Ravens-like win from that perspective. They finished 5 of 13 on third down. It could be worse than that, but that's quite bad. Um, weather certainly played a role, but the team needs to get a lot more effective at converting series, which is going to have to, I believe, start with having a more efficient run game uh, as they go through. So tough game, tough first game for the Ravens in terms of offensive efficiency. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think they're clearly with some rust you know uh, a lot of them didn't play any of the preseason at all so a lot of a lot of uh you know a lot of their first times being on the field for live fires so uh you can chalk a little bit of it up to that hopefully um but yeah that's that's a pretty pretty wild stat of <laughs> really short drives really puts a lot on the defense and makes their performance even more impressive i think so all right i will jump into my number uh, 7.84%. Uh, that's the percentage of offensive plays for the Ravens in 11 personnel. So 11 personnel, one running back, one tight end, three wide receivers. The most common, I would I think, uh, yes, by personnel in, in NFL. So that's four out of 51 kind of actual snaps off on offense. It's the lowest in the NFL for week one by mile. The next lowest was Atlanta, uh, with 24%, so less than 8% versus 24%. Uh, it, it, it just, everyone talked about it, you know, tight end heavy, but man, that was uh, pr- pretty wild. The NFL average for week one was 62%. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, and these numbers are going into, are at the end of Sunday night football. So I calculated these before Monday night football. So a little bit different probably, but um you know, it's interesting, though, because they did really well on 11 personnel. They had, uh, you know, an average EPA of 0.6, which was their highest by personnel grouping, which you would expect on a, a relatively, uh, yeah, it's a small count, but uh, but, but still relatively uh, high. But, um, you know, it, it, it was just really interesting to see it play out with a very little 11 personnel, and we'll see how it goes going forward. Well, I, I did notice that the Ravens, in terms of their uh, – in-line personnel or their heavy uh, eligible receivers, which means your fullbacks plus your tight ends on the game, had 2.25 per play. And their their top number last year was 1.96 against the Chargers in that game. And I said, oh, that's a very heavy game. But I didn't immediately relate that to 11 personnel and the lack of usage there. But that correlates exactly. I mean, that's, that fits together nicely. I'll move on. I got a similar stat on the receivers. 4, 4, 54, and 3. Uh, Devin Duvernay caught all four of his targets for 54 yards and 3.0 yards per route run. Really positive day of receiving traits from Devin, I thought. He earned the trust by taking that football away from Hall. I, I You know, you'd call it high-pointing, but he didn't even really go up that well for the ball. He, he, he went up and basically just a little bit and took it away from the, the defender who had his mitt on the, on the ball for a good portion there and, uh, you know, came down with it cleanly. And then the second play, another good trust-earning play, 
when he presented himself open on an extended play from Lamar, where Lamar had to kind of navigate traffic in the pocket. He got a little bit of pressure from the left tackle side, and uh, Lamar moved up and uh, and hit him hit him for that 17-yard crosser in the back of the end zone. So it wasn't a crosser to start the play, but it was when it finished. So second row snaps of any wide receiver with 29. Uh, juxtapose that with Prochet having only five. Going back to your 11 personnel thoughts, that now kind of makes sense. You don't have a lot of a lot of uh, receivers on the field in total. You know, Bateman is out there for most plays. So if Duvernay is taking a lot of snaps, then Prochet is not out there. Wallace also only had six snaps. Uh, I thought Duvernay's play was the most positive news of the receivers, even even with the long catch from Bateman. Yeah, I thought he played really well, which was uh, fantastic. You know, it, it really kind of was a, a question going into the season. I thought Robinson played well, pretty well, too. Um, and I think both of them are going to be huge in, uh, you know, punishing defenses for stacking the box. And I think um, you know, that's what they were able to do. So. All right. My next number is 67.9%. That's the new the neutral pass rate for the Ravens. Uh, the percentage of pass plays for neutral pass rate uh, downs for the Ravens. So just to explain this a little bit, I used the uh, the expected pass model from NFL Faster and only included plays uh, where the expected pass uh, percentage was between 33% and 67%. So kind of middle the middle third of expected whether it was going to be a run or a pass. Um, and, and that brought it down to... 28 of the 51 plays and 19 out of the 28 of these were pass plays. So that's 67.9% is the highest through Sunday night of any teams. So they didn't go into 11 personnel much, but on neutral plays, they were pass heavy, very pass heavy. So they kind of, you know, they used the, the likely as a second tight end and it ran pass plays out of, out of that, those personnel and just uh, kind of, did kind of what we would expect a little bit with line up and heavy and then pass out of that kind of do exactly opposite of what the defense may expect with that personnel. Yeah. Zig when, zig when they zag, were they, were they effective on those plays? Um, you know, I don't have that number, but, uh, but they were much more effective passing in general than running. So, mm-hmm. you know, I would assume relatively. All right. Good stuff. Uh, let's move on to, to the next one. I have five, 40.2, 64, and zero. You know, one of the big questions about the Ravens special teams this year was going to be the performance of Jordan Stout in multiple areas. So we'll get to those. Um, he held for five of Justin Tucker's kicks, and they made all five. His net punting average was 40.2, which is not particularly exceptional, but it's also not bad. Um, and, uh, and that's good. This 64-yard long on a punt. Uh, was the longest by a Raven since 2018 when Cook last had a, a punt that long. He's only Cook only had a handful of punts in his whole career that were that long or longer. Uh, now that did end up being a uh, not an in twenty kick. And remember when he came out of school, that was one of the big things about him was he had all these in ten kicks between the thirties. Well, this would have been kicked from the thirty six yard line, so it, it ended up being a touchback. Uh, despite that that length, which uh, which ended up cutting his net on that play, but still a, a good punt in and of its own thing, and hopefully bodes well for others. Um, and then there were no kickoffs for Stout, so which I thought that was a little strange. Tucker actually took all the kickoffs, uh, did a good job. The the Jets never got starting position better than the twenty five. They also were the twenty two and the eighteen on the two kicks they brought out. So uh, nice day for Tucker in terms of. Uh, a kicking off. So uh, I thought early returns on Jordan Stout are good. 
we hope they remain this good. And obviously that first number is the most important is how many kicks Tucker's making. Yeah, absolutely. And we really saw this weekend that for this mm-hmm. first week, how important kickers can be. And man, you got to uh, thank your lucky stars for Justin Tucker when you, when you see some of those other teams. Um, you know, I think all those numbers are really impressive and especially important against the Jets, who had a really strong special teams unit last year. They had one of the, the best kickoff return teams in the league. So holding them, you know, under uh, the 25 is, uh, you know, is really key. So I think it didn't it didn't allow them to, you know, get ignited by some special teams play, which, you know, definitely can get some kind of momentum going. So. So I, I know you think of this the same way, or I, I virtually guarantee, but, you know, it, we, we look as actuaries, our first concern is how much variance are we taking on the play to get a little bit of expected return when you pooch a kickoff, yeah. right? So, ahead, so variance, variance comes in two forms, and, and one is the field position, which is a big deal, and, and, you know, you don't want to have a high variance for field position that might lead to points when you're winning the game handily. In, in, you know, in, it would be one way, but the other is injury, and it's the first game of the year, so your injury risk and the you know the Ravens, how that plays against the Ravens' cap, uh, boy, you don't want a lot of that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, going into the game, I was just hoping that Tucker would boom it out of the end zone every single time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, it may not be the easiest thing to do in the rain, but I was just hoping you know, kick it out, kick it deep enough that they just fair catch it every time. So, uh, you know, it. I don't recall, but you know, three of them started on on the twenty five based on your numbers, so it must have be mm-hmm. must be uh, th- three uh, touchbacks. So that's pretty good. Not all five, but um, but maybe the other two they returned it out of the end zone. I don't recall, but um, but um, you know, that that's definitely something I, I am not a I'm not a very big fan of um, uh, of pooching. Uh, well, of pooching, right? Unless you. Uh, unless you need the variance against a good team, like you're looking for um, a fumble or something like that to kind of uh, change it up on your end. So. All right. Ready for my next number? Uh, Absolutely. N- number is 35.3%. That's the success rate for run plays in week one for the Ravens. So success is determined when your EPA uh, is greater than zero. So your expected points increase. Um, that's the 11th worst, uh, success rate on run plays in week one f- across the NFL. So not, not, not very good, uh, especially for a, you know, a run centric offense, I would say, uh, well, we'll see <laughs> a presumably run centric offense. Uh, that would have been the fifth worst week in 2021 for the Ravens. So, you know, last year was, was a, pretty close to a nightmare <laughs> when it came to yeah. the running game last year. And so you don't want to be anywhere near. Uh, last year's rankings in in success rate. Um, They were one for seven in the first half, but then they turned it around in the second half and were five for 10. So I think a lot of that, um, you know, had to do with the ability to uh, take deep, deep shots and, um, you know, uh, you know, maybe stretch the, the defense a little bit, but I also think um, Kenyon Drake getting more comfortable, I think could have been part of it. So I, I hope that they continue to improve and uh, continue the second half momentum. So, yeah, it's. Uh, are you at all concerned coming out of this first game that this set of backs already doesn't look like the kind of set of backs that can threaten the field horizontally to the degree necessary to really take advantage of who Lamar Jackson is? Well, I don't think Davis can. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I think Kenyon Drake is fast enough. I think he has the speed. I think he just needs the confidence and the playbook and. 
Um, you know, we need to call appropriate plays for him and, and his running style, which I think could take a little bit to adjust to. Uh, I also think Hill has a, a decent amount of speed. So um, I'm I'm happy that they moved to the speed guys quickly and, and didn't kind of force the issue with, with Davis. So. Right. I, my, my concern is that, that I don't think we know yet whether either, honestly, Davis or Drake is going to be a good mesh point guy with Jackson. And it might be different with Jackson than with anybody else because Jackson's going to demand some late pulls. They're going to come out hard. Supposedly, that's the way Ingram always used to say it. And when they do, they got to be able to come out clean. So you can't have a running back who's squeezing too hard or, or uh, is going to, you know, basically ruin your your read option game by by holding the ball too tight. I I have the feeling that's why they went to the geriatric backs in the first place. To I'll stop saying that they went to some older running back, some older veteran running backs, rather than getting young guys who are good stylistic fits from a speed or power perspective. Because those guys are available, they're cheap, mm-hmm. and you know I guess Drake was fairly cheap too. But but uh, you know when you get some of these some of these guys, you're definitely sacrificing something. It's usually speed. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully not so much with him. He's he's still I think got some burst. So we'll see. All right. Outstanding. Well, let me continue on. I think I'm next, right? Yep. The fourth number is 42. That's the number of snaps for Kyle Hamilton as debut. Everybody's been asking about it. Uh, he came in, he played mostly in the dime. Uh, so he had six defensive backs on the field, three uh, safeties and three corners. And when they did that, he was all over the place. He played some in the box. He played some on the back end and he played some uh, opposite a tight end. So, he, so multiple ways they lined him up. They also brought him in in big nickel. Uh, versus 12 personnel, and he played the, near the line of scrimmage as well as deep there. Uh, McDonald made extensive use of the dime package with the lead. In particular, in quarter four, all but four plays were dime. That, to me, is Ravens football, and that is the way for this team with this defense to lean on other teams. Play dime, play a lot of zone defense, eyes in the backfield. As mistakes happen, you pick them off and, and turn them around. And they let some... Long drives happened to the to the uh, Jets, but the Jets also kind of ran out the clock on themselves in the process in terms of, of uh, moving down the field. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, with the D-line, they they looked great. You know, they allow mm-hmm. you to to run uh, those dime plays and still get pressure, right? So mm-hmm. um, you know, hopefully they can keep that up as well uh, against a pretty solid O-line too. So, um, you know... Fantastic to see out of Hamilton. Fantastic to see out of McDonald playing so much time. Yeah, really, really appreciate that. In terms of, I, I missed a point on Hamilton's individual performances. Really needs to clean up the angle still. Um, we're seeing, a, I think, a still a good player in terms of range and anticipation. And I, I almost can't reconcile that in some ways with some of the angles he takes to try and make a tackle. It just, it, 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 he seems to have bad angular judgment when you know when you're deep and as a safety that's what you mostly have is angular judgment to get to a point on the field yeah i think one of the big things i've noticed is that um you know he really needs to work on his kind of breakdown uh you know he's got such long strides he gets Mm -hmm. from safety position to the ball very fast but he needs to like take a take a beat when he when he gets there so mm-hmm. that he doesn't get just cut right underneath and uh and kind of burnt that way similar issue we've seen with queen i think um but i think both of them are just so fast that that's just something that they need to focus on um to to make sure that they don't um they don't over over pursue or whatever so mm-hmm. 
All right. Uh, my fourth number is two numbers. It's uh, 12.2 and 5.1. Uh, these are the intended air yards for, uh, for Lamar Jackson and Joe Flacco. So 12.2 for Lamar was the highest in the NFL in week one. Next highest was Tom Brady with 10.7. Um, so by a considerable margin, Lamar was the highest. And 5.1 for Flacco was uh, tied for uh, the second lowest um, you know, with, with Jalen Hurts. And the lowest was Geno Smith last night So, or uh, on Monday night. So um, very different um, you know, ways to, to attack the field. I don't think we're terribly surprised by Flacco's uh, low intended air yards. I think a lot of us expected him to be checking it down to the running backs all, all game, uh, which he did. Um, and the intended air yards doesn't even include the 32-yard defensive pass interference for uh, to Robinson. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so that would even increase it more. So you could really see Lamar was trying to stretch the field. And I think that was key, um, you know, with uh, to make the defense pay uh, for for playing so aggressively against the run. Yeah, absolutely. Great point there. I, I go to the other side of that with the 5.1 for Flacco. You know, it's certainly a, a wet game, so all the more more impressive that Lamar's yards were were higher. I would expect Flacco's to be lower. And the Ravens playing kind of a loose zone defense for a lot of the game, looking into the backfield. Flacco had to take what the Ravens could give him, and a lot of that was a lot of check down throws, a lot of throws behind the line of scrimmage. They did try and isolate Patrick Queen a fair amount uh, against the running back to see if they could exploit him there. Uh, and they did some, but I, I don't think Patrick Queen was terrible. I don't think he was great in the game, but, uh, but he, but they did throw a lot to the running backs to try and test him. And so that was a, that was a part of it as well. But, uh, that's great news for, for Lamar, who also started out last year in rarefied air in terms of a dot early on. Yep, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it, it seems early <laughs> that we're, uh, mm-hmm. that we're doing a similar, <laughs> you know, early on in the season, it seems, you know, that we're, we're using a, um, a similar approach this year, which I, which I like. So, yeah, very good. All right. So I've got two numbers to finish up with. Uh, if you were on Twitter today, you might've seen some of this being talked about, but the first is 60.2. Now that's an approximation, but Lamar Jackson's touchdown to Rashad Bateman traveled approximately 59 linear yards, uh, sorry, 60.2 linear yards, 59 downfield. And again, that's an approximation. And 12 to the left, another approximation. If you take a right triangle there, you measure along the hypotenuse, you go from 59 to 60.2 yards. So terrifically long throw. I would have to look at his throw that was caught in the end zone. Remember the diving catch by Marquise Brown in the end zone last year? I think that was about 65 yards in the air. But I want to I go back and actually take a look at that now. This is one of the really long ones, obviously, in uh, Lamar's career. And I thought, uh, especially after a game against Joe Flacco, um, the, the the most important throw in Ravens history, probably the Mile High Miracle, traveled on only 57.3 yards in the air. So these throws by Lamar, uh, really remarkable. And uh, and this one in particular uh, uh, topped the Mile High Miracle by three yards, which, you know, if you're there, you watch the launch angle was like an artillery shell. Uh, the the uh, Lamar Jackson touchdown was more like a rifle shot or a you know a longer range artillery shell <laughs> maybe going at lower. Uh, so anyway, uh, two great passes in Ravens history and and I'm not even sure this was Lamar's longest. I think the one to to Hollywood last year might have been longer. Yeah, it was uh, 
regardless, it was an impressive throw, an impressive route, and just a, just a great play. You know, um, Lamar has uh, has really, you know, shown that he can he can work with those those deep routes, and I think it's going to be um, key to this this year's success the um, the deep route connection with Duvernay and Robinson. So, I I did want to make one more point on this, and that was that. Uh, I may have forgotten it now. This is always bad when I raise my finger and then I kind of forget my point. Could have been that important. Let's keep going. Do you have, you have one more number? I have one more. Yep. And looking yeah. looking ahead to this week's game, uh, one more set of numbers, two numbers, uh, 4.7 and 2.3. That's the, the yards, uh, yards after catch above ex- expectation from next gen stats uh, for Jalen Waddle and, and Tyreek Hill. That's first and eighth highest through Sunday night with a minimum of three targets. So uh, those are some pretty impressive numbers for yards after catch above expectation. Um, Ravens did a good job Sunday. All five qualifying receivers for the Jets were held below expectations. So, you know, that's really going to be key to minimize the uh, yards after catch for Waddle and Hill. They're both going to get catches, but making sure to get them down very shortly afterwards is, is just going to be key because uh, both of them can break away a long one and, uh, you know, completely change the, um, you know, the, the, the outcome of the game. So, well, play zone, play behind the, yep. the defenders, you know, look into the backfield, you get the best clues about where the ball is actually going. And even though there's, you're going to go up a higher completion rate on those throws, you definitely will minimize yak. So I would expect that to be a, you know, a good calling card for the Ravens this year. Just need to get the lead to break that down. I did remember what my point is. This, right. this often happens. But going back to the previous thing, on the touchdown pass to Bateman, the Ravens kept two eligible receivers into block, both Oliver and Ricard. And they, they I believe they're both on the right side, in fact. So they had seven blocking four rushers on the play. And they still managed to get Bateman completely behind the defense, not by a little bit, by five yards, you know, which is really impressive. I just I, I thought that was a, a terrific sign of potential things to come because one of two things has to happen. I didn't really look at it on the all twenty two to, to make a to make a, a verification of this, but he either had to wiggle at the top of the route and completely fool that 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 uh, defensive back, or uh, he had to outspeed him, which would almost be better if, if he was if he was really fast that fast. I don't believe he's that fast, but I'm still impressed with how he got behind the biz, the defense with such ease when there were so many defenders in coverage. Yeah, I think it was a little bit more of the first. I think uh, you know that he, he juked a little one going to the right and then ended up going to the left. And uh, I'm not sure whether the defensive back thought he had help or what, but um, I, th- I think it was a little bit of a little a little bit of um, um, you know Ravens good and Jets bad. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. okay. no. All right, well, outstanding, my friend. Always great talking numbers for you. We'll be doing this all season. I love your explanations for the stats and your explanations as to the reasoning behind it and how it affects the game. And I really appreciate doing this show with you. Tell folks where they can find your work. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, My pleasure doing these as well. Um, You can, you can find me out on Twitter at DP Reese eight, you know, posting some stats throughout the week, uh, just throughout some, um, some snap counts by personnel per player. So that's kind of a a neat thing that uh, the NFL faster made those available now. So thrown out a lot of uh, personnel and participation uh, stats. So, um, you know, always feel feel free to reach out to me on Twitter and happy to discuss uh, all things Ravens. So, 
outstanding. Dan's hitting on something that maybe a lot of people don't know that he that he knows. But uh, he, he the NFL Faster site, he talks about it something in a while. Kind of a little bit of a guru in terms of being able to dissect that information in important ways. And if you're a Java guy or or what are the, what's the other language? Python? Right? R, well, it's R and Python are the ones that R and Python. Yeah. Okay. I know I'd get it wrong somehow, but if you're, <laughs> well, if you're maybe a, more. Uh, <laughs> I'd use R, I don't know. I, I don't know how to use any of the other ones. I'm just learning how to use R. So. All right. If you're, if you're a data guy uh, and you want to do more with football uh, in that respect, probably even do some visualizations. Dan Reese is a great guy to, to get in contact with for that. Uh, other folks out there, if you'd like to do a film study short, hit me up. DMs are always open on Twitter. I'd love to get one shot, short topic in per week. Make it a nice narrow thing we can discuss in about 20 to 25 minutes, and I'll be sure to get back to you right away. Dan, uh, great doing this with you again, and we'll talk to you next time on Film Study. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.